It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight, the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this, is your roll, know it, your mouth, shut it, and if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Dam Tease, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of the minute shot, Dejardin following the play, and he missed the short shot, there he is again, It is another edition of the High and Wide Podcast, episode 82, number two of season four. Lots of numbers. We've got Brad, we've got Kev, we've got Mike, we've got Sick. Uh, how's it going, boys? Good, good. How are you, buddy? As for usual, how about you, bud? I got the COVID. Ooh. Bombshell. I actually, there was, it's kind of surreal. I, uh, so I went in for a test on Saturday and, uh, somehow got it like an appointment in the, not the walk-in clinic to get the test, but I was the last one to get in. And they were like, I, I could have walked in easily. Like there was nobody there. Winkler, we don't believe in, in that kind of stuff. So I, uh, I get tested, whatever. Last week was like, you guys heard me on Tuesday. I was sick as yeah. a dog. Yep. <laughs> now I just have a little bit of a cough, but luckily no respiratory stuff. I didn't have to worry about that. N- never had a trouble at all with breathing. It was just like really bad head cold. Felt like the flu and like just knocked me on my ass. So anybody listening to this podcast, get vaccinated if you're not, because who knows that could have saved my life. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I was worried about it. Vaccinated. Sure. Yeah. How like I'm, then? I, I'm a pretty healthy guy to begin with. And I'm not, I'm not obese or anything like that. So I think as far as that goes, I, I probably would have been okay. But like, who wants probably, you never know. Yeah. Exactly. Who wants like probably is what is that? 50, 60%. Like, eh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I just had the flu. Like all I did was sleep last week. I lost. Like I'm down to 209. It's I'm the lightest I've been in 20 years. Yeah. So insane. But are you endorsing a get COVID to lose weight strategy? <laughs> no, no, I would not. I would not endorse that. But uh, it's good to be down under 210. That's nice. Well, it's one of those things like, you know, I don't know what the even let's say it's a 1% fatality rate. Let's say if you get it. We're and- at 2%. And that's, okay, and that is 
registered cases. That's not including people that have caught it and have yeah. not reported it. Okay. So let's say you have a hundred jelly beans. Yeah. And two of those have a lethal dose of whatever. Yep. That could kill you. You're trying to tell me you people have no problem taking oh. one of the 100 jelly beans that if you pick the wrong one, you're dead. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I don't want yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want those I'll odds. take a vaccine. Thanks, folks. Yeah, and make sure that I don't die from it. It's yeah. just silly. But... I've played enough poker to realize that, <laughs> yeah. that two in 100 comes in. It does. Yes. Commonly. It's not <laughs> a rare. <occurrence. clears throat> you don't you don't think and realize or stop to think about the times where you'd guess right and those 98% odds yeah. like in poker. It's just that's the way it's supposed to be. But when you get burnt, it like, sucks. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Remember that <laughs> time, Mikey? I we were playing cards at one time at Sean's, and I think I ran the river and I won against you, and it pissed you off. And rightfully so. No, you know, you know what happened with that, Damon? That was shortly after Mike's dad passed away. <laughs> yeah, that was the night of the funeral. Night yeah. of the funeral. Was that yeah, the night of the funeral? funeral? Yeah. yeah. No, no what happened was Mike goes yes, to the was. bathroom. Mike goes to the bathroom. Oh, no. Did he, he text you? stack the deck so that Mike, <laughs> I think Massive Mike ended up with, with a full house. Are and you shitting me? Quads. No, no. <laughs> so. So yeah, we st- stack the deck. Mike comes out and oh runs it through hand, and of course, Damon's quads knock him out. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that makes what that a bunch I, of jerks. Eh? I Holy didn't God. know that. If that's true, that's the yeah. funniest shit on the yep. planet. That's when it, Mikey lost his. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It he got was... me. At, it got me at first because I obviously wasn't at my sharpest, and then <laughs> yeah, and then I like quickly realized it's like. <laughs> that's hilarious uh, in one the, of these I've, days we I've can laugh be- about it now i've got a yeah. better i've got a better poker story about stacking a deck that i really really want to tell but i know that he's he got money my for buddy it. No, i know <laughs> that my buddy listens to our podcast like when they're having supper and this may have happened at his stag. He wasn't involved in the story, but it was his stag, so I can't tell it. I don't want to get anyone in any sort of trouble, but hold it. I stack a deck in a game of poker at that stag. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> some, uh, wor- some worm from rounders type shit. <laughs> uh, once, oh, yes. I'll tell the story. That is one of my favorite once, movies. Once we stop recording, yeah. I'll tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Pay the man his money. <laughs> Yeah, classic. Check, check, check. Check. Yeah. What a great movie. Check me. Anybody listening to this podcast, if you haven't seen Rounders, you need to get on that. It's a great movie. Stop listening right now. Watch the movie. Yes, and then come back to us. Yeah. Lots to discuss uh, tonight here on the High Mind Podcast. Obviously, week one of the NHL is in the books. The NBA gets its start today. They announced they're they're doing like a, a 75 players for their 75th anniversary season and they've dropped the first 25 so we'll go through that list real quick um and a bunch of hockey stuff going on charles barkley involved in some hockey so we'll talk a little bit about that as well but um let's let's i guess jump right into it kev you've been watching baseball like nobody's business give us uh give us a little update on the the playoffs here we're we're going into the uh conference finals i guess the the nlcs the ALCS. is it division no it's not 
Nope, ALCS. It is ALCS. ALCS in the, yeah. NFCS, yeah. 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 How are you liking it yeah. so far? Is this what you oh. expect? Mike, how do you feel about this Houston-Boston matchup? Um, Does it make I'm you feel good? for Houston. <laughs> <laughs> the that. game that just ended was pretty great. Jansen as a Jays fan, it's really kind of tough to pick either one of those teams, eh? Like I hate the Boston Red Sox more yeah. than almost any other team in professional sports. And Houston's just so hated universally, mm-hmm. and like I don't, know, I don't, I don't quite buy jump into the whole like hate Houston like everybody else. I think they cheated. They, they, got, they got caught. They got caught Whatever. cheating. Uh, like every team I mean, does it. Their their true crime was that they got caught. It wasn't yeah, that yeah. they were cheating. Every team in Major League Baseball yeah. has cheated at some point. Like, I mean. I'm saying to you guys, you can go back to the history of the Blue Jays, and there's oh, numerous yeah. stories of them cheating. There's the story of the fan sitting in the outfield in the white shirt who was, <laughs> you know, sending Jay signals for years, apparently. Like, so I mean, everyone does it. Like I said, there's those maybe a little more elaborate than others. When you, when you start like actually using video technology, I guess it does start getting <laughs> a little bit past that yeah. line, I guess, but. No, if you're not yeah. cheating, you're but not trying. The thing, though, like the Patriots, they were taping other teams' practices. Yeah, that goes a little too and far. It, it, yes and no, though. But like, it's open. I, I understand. But maybe just use better signals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like. Well, the thing it, about the it, Patriots it's not was like they're it... using like foreign substances on the ball. They're they're not doing anything aside from deflating them like watching something uh, <laughs> albeit with technology but really should it be yeah. yeah i'm pretty much in the mindset of you can get as long as you're not using technology if you can get away with it get away with it like that's kind of my mindset like and the thing with the patriots is what you guys have to understand that was a low level assistant that just took a Took it upon himself to video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went, that oh, was not yeah. just just like it wasn't Tom Brady that wanted the football no. deflated. That was no, no. just a team equipment guy who decided that maybe we should have these footballs underinflated. <laughs> yeah. They're right. They're, they're pretty lax with their entry level hiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all it's all uh, internships and stuff. <laughs> we don't pay these guys enough at all. Um, I'm looking forward to this Dodgers and uh, Braves series. That is going to be you don't uh, you don't like it? No, I love it. It's okay. uh, We've had three games in a row now that are been walk off games where the game's not decided until the last team's at bat. Like it's and and both and all three games have almost mirrored each other where one team has kind of carried the momentum through the first like eight innings and then you get to the bottom of the eighth and that home team all of a sudden just comes alive and like puts a bunch of runs on and then, you know, and vice versa, the Braves, uh, when they were at home in the top of the, the top of the night, you know, just finding that magic when they need it the most. And three straight games of that is pretty fun. awesome to watch. Oh, it's fun. And I'm just glad that I'm not, I don't really have a horse in that race either one. Like I'm not really, yeah, you can just of sit any back of these and watch. Teams. So I'm just enjoying good baseball. So I just got Dodgers one tonight. So that series is two uh, one instead of three zero. It was Bellinger was, tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, big home run in the top of the top of the eighth inning. There, high fastball that he just clubbed out of the park. And man, you want to talk about a 
ballpark coming alive. Like that second that ball came off that bat, like I'd like to say a full stadium, but one of my biggest pet peeves in all sports comes true there where you get to the seventh inning there in LA and traffic's bad when you leave the game. So fans decide that the game is over in the seventh inning. Oh, and start to, there's probably 10,000 open seats by the, before That's Bellinger hit that crazy. open. Like hit that home. Imagine wow. you like get on the stadium, you get in your car and you turn on the great and the radio comes on and Bellinger deep over right field fences, <laughs> tied the game up at the bottom of the eighth inning. Like, Fuck would you feel like an idiot? You probably just spent two hundred dollars on. That's the thing. And now you're sitting in your car in the bottom of the eighth inning of a six-six game. Congratulations. I can't imagine spending the amount of money it costs to get into uh, a regular season game, let alone uh, a conference final game, and leaving early. Like I don't care what the score is. I'm there till the end, and hopefully I get free baseball or hockey or basketball because I spent my fucking kids' school money. Yeah. A buddy I go to Jets games with, he's with the same mentality. You never leave early. And, and, and the thought process is you pay for the tickets. And we've, I've sat at games like Jets games with him where it's been like seven, two blowouts. You know, your home team's just getting their butts kicked. But yeah. you stayed it in. And why? Because who the heck knows what you might see happen at, you know, 1949 of the third period you know you might see the most amazing goal that's ever scored in the nhl at that very moment but no i left because i wanted to get home five minutes faster like congratulations it's so so you're not a sports fan yeah i got two things here one uh let's say about 10 years ago or so the miami heat were in the nba finals it might have been games yes and the heat were down by double antonio points okay it was down by double digit points with like 40 seconds left, like down by 10 with 40 seconds left. And fans were piling out of that arena like crazy. Yes. And I sure enough, this. the unthinkable happens. And I, they tied it up. Ray Allen hit a three from the corner. Yeah. The game went into overtime. And all of a sudden, once word got out and people must have been listening on their phones to the post game show, or whatever, they're trying to get back into the arena. Nope. And yeah, with any uh, pro sports venue, once you leave, You're you done. can't come back in. Exactly. So that was just hilarious to see those fans try to get back in and just were denied. CB, CB4 <laughs> called them out too. Those yeah, he did. Yeah, good. And I was also going to say it's also worth noting that the Dodgers are doing all this without Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, no just kidding. A, just a massive yeah. arm that would, if he were in the lineup, how I mean, yeah, I'm not totally good. feeling sorry for them because they don't have Kershaw. No, like, no, I mean, they're $148 million payroll. I mean, yeah. no, I they've, got a, they've still got a few great. arms in there. In there they but yeah, just Kershaw is. a stack team with them. Yeah. I still think it's nuts that they won 106 games. I think they were the second best team in baseball, but they were the first wild card spot in the NL because San Francisco yeah. had the better record. Like, it's just, it's just nuts. It's the best team in baseball in the first round. That's yep. crazy. Yep. Yeah. And had to play a one-in game to get in, even. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if they had lost that game? Oh. Yeah. Just yuck. Yuck. I I know. Uh, Moving on to basketball. NBA season starts tonight, or started tonight. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo went off in his game as the the Bucs pick up their first win, and it looks like they are the odds-on favorite to win the NBA this year. Apparently, people... No, sorry. The odds-on favorite is the Nets, though they are minus Kyrie because he doesn't want to get shots. And then 
the Lakers are the betters pick to win because LeBron. And yeah, but uh, I'd look out for the Bucks. They're going to be Giannis can shoot now, and that's scary. <laughs> like, ooh. but uh, the NBA announced their top, or they are announcing their top seventy-five players for their seventy-fifth season this year. Here's the first twenty-five. I'm sure not one of you two, three, give two shits about this. Maybe Kev. Kev, you like basketball a little bit, eh? They put this in any order, or is this just no? I think it's just random names. players. I think it's just twenty-five players in the history of the NBA. Uh, Kareem obviously is on that list. Giannis makes the list. Nate Archibald, really? yeah. Oh, for sure yeah. he is. Top seventy-five players all time. Oh yeah. Oh, how many how many seasons do you play? Hey, really? What four seasons in? No, five? I think he's five or six, and he's back to back, and he's back to back NBA. MVP and he just single-handedly won a championship. Well, like I'm sure he is from a pure talent perspective. I'm just surprised that he made it that high on the list. I think if he doesn't have the back-to-back MVPs, he's not on that list. <clears throat> that's that's a big that's a big thing there for him. Uh Charles Barkley's on it, Bob Cowsey, Dave Cowens, a bunch of these guys you probably never heard of. Kevin Durant is on the list. Uh Dr. J. George Gervin, Hal Greer, James Harden made the list. Really? Yeah. That's surprising, too. I am. I, I think that's surprising. I think he's he's big numbers guy, but can't fucking win. Um, Elvin Hayes, Jerry Lucas, Moses Malone, Kevin McHale, George Mikan, Steve Nash made the, the list. Back-to-back uh, MVPs will do that for you. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Hakeem, the Dream Olajuwon, Bob Pettit, Willis Reed, Oscar Robertson, David Robinson, Bill Russell, and John Stockton. The Admiral. I just want to say out of those 25 names. (laughs) How many do you know? I've never heard of nine of them. I was going to say, it sounded like you just listed off a bunch of white dudes wearing really short shorts. So I have no okay, idea okay, okay. they really are. Let's, I was going to say that was a lot of old white. Okay. I'm going to guess. Nate Archibald. Okay. Uh, one. Uh, Dave Cowens. Uh, you missed Bob Cousy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. Okay. Yeah. Did either Bob of you guys Cousy's know? Got, that guy sounds like he's white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hal also, Greer. Also, also Dave Cowens. Okay. Hal Greer. Uh, you missed George Gervin. Oh, the Iceman is no. That's that's you as a bad basketball fan. He he was one of the best no, scores in the. No, I'm just not a basketball fan. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. Not a fan. Yeah. Just, oh, okay. yeah. I'm not, not, not a bad fan. Not a bad one. Not I'm just not a bad fan. Okay. Okay. But yeah. That's fair. Hal George Greer Gervin. Is also one. Yeah. George George Gervin is for sure known. Yeah. Uh, Elvin Hayes. Yeah, no, haven't heard of it. Jerry Lucas? No. Ooh, I'm surprised at that one. Uh, Kevin McHale? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Right, right, right. Jo- George Mikan? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's see. Stephen Nash? <laughs> uh, hmm. He's not born in Canada, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Bob Pettit? Nope. Haven't Will- heard of him. Willis Reed? Like... Sounds like a football player, but no, I haven't heard of him either. <laughs> and that's, I think you've heard of everybody else. Yeah. So maybe it's even 10. <laughs> I was like 40% I've One, never heard of. Two, this three, is the greatest. Four, 25, four, 75. Five, six, seven, 
eight, nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I gotta Good. say, if you, I, I, I disagree with any list that is put out where they like, here's our 75 greatest players. If you don't have the balls to rank them, I don't really care to hear it. Well, they have, they have. Thanks li- all the debate. Thanks all the debate. I know. You know they, they just stuff yeah. all together. I know. Have the balls. Make the choice between LeBron and Jordan and whatever I, guy you want to put Jordan in. Jordan doesn't make day one of this list. That's crazy to me, but I don't know. Maybe they're they're just trying to. I don't know how maybe they are ranking these. It's definitely not, <laughs> not in that order. That's for sure. Oh yeah, never mind. Oh, Bill I Russell. don't know that. Bill Russell, Russell, Russell right? Bill Russell, Bill Russell, player, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being number yeah, seventy-five yeah, makes no sense. No, yeah. he's yeah. one of the three best players of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and Julius Irving, Charles Barkley, Moses, Bill Russell. Hakeem Elijah one, all those guys are in the top 15, 20. Yeah, I agree. It's, they, they should rank them. We should rank them. <laughs> you come you come back to us like a top 25 list next week and we'll argue with you. Okay. We'll uh, see how many of the top 25 I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few glo- globetrotters that I'd like to put in there. Oh, okay. I've seen Who the globetrotters you? twice. The Admirals, or who do they always, the Washington Generals? or The Generals. Generals. The Generals, Generals yeah. yeah. One year, the Generals accidentally won. They hit a three-pointer at oh, the buzzer yeah. that they weren't supposed to hit. <laughs> right. how, how did I know that, Mr. Non-Basketball fan? <clears throat> Moving on to the NFL, only one NFL team undefeated. How, do you, how does that make you boys feel? Um, the Arizona Cardinals. It's not surprising that their defense is it's a it's a pretty sack team top to bottom both sides of the ball i'm i'm not anointing them the best team in football but i think there's i was looking at their schedule there's probably another six wins before they are going to get challenged on that i think like i think they'll go 10 11 and 0 before they hit the rams there and be 12 or 13 i think it is so yeah i expect them to keep rolling for a while yet but they've got Pretty easy schedule, like not coming up. So, who do they play? Do you remember? I can't off the top of my head, but it's not uh, it's not tough. Like I remember going through it, and they're all winnable games in the next like five or six weeks. So, they could get twelve and zero or something like that. I mean, when you want to pull it up, but I remember thinking that that Rams matchup is rather sexy. Well, three ways through their schedule there, right? But watching this weekend. It became pretty evident to me, like, there's not one, like, superior team in the NFL this year. But there's a bunch bunch of good ones. Extremely good teams this year. So it's going to make for one hell of a playoffs. Here's here's the card schedule over the next little bit. They've got the Texans next week. Uh, The Packers will be a hard game, I think. But it's in Arizona. It's It's in in Arizona. Arizona. And then they play the 49ers on the 7th of November, the Panthers on the 14th, the Seahawks on the 21st, and the Bears on December 5th. And then it's the so, Rams. So they got that Packers game coming up in two weeks. That's a, they that's have a two, tough game. Yeah, they have two I mean, yeah. difficult is... games over the rest of their schedule. The Packers, I'd say, is a tough game. Uh, the Rams and then the Cowboys on January 2nd. Don't sleep yeah, on the, Carolina either. Carolina can be pretty good when they want to be. 
Yeah, the, I think the Rams would be favored in all those and games. The, yeah. Or sorry, the the Cards would be favored yeah. in all those games before yeah. the Rams. But I think they're going to lose one of those games. Yeah, the Carolina think, game. The uh, yeah. Carolina might have McCaffrey back by then too, so that might make that'll make that makes a big difference. Play against, but is, and do they play Seattle before? Uh, they've got two games the against Rams? the Seahawks. Uh, yes, they play one and before the, and one after. And it's and if Russell's back, it's way yeah. harder. Seattle is not a, a tough out for sure. No, not at all. They've struggled even with Wilson this year, though. Uh, they were they were fine. Geno <laughs> Smith, bye bye. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. But it, but it's just like I say. I think it's just Seattle's just an example of a good NFL team, but in a hard division. There's about ten really really good teams this year. And I don't yeah, think Seattle sure. quite makes that cut of like really, really good teams. They're just a like good team. So yeah, I would agree. No, I agree. And, but and they Seattle, could easily beat the Rams or the Cards. Yeah, but they're also that example of like a good team that could miss the playoffs this year, which is usually yeah. You usually have examples of bad teams making the playoffs in the NFL, and I don't think we'll have that this year. Which is good. Those playoffs are going to be something fun to watch. Are you like, are you guys still sold on 17 games? I know it's the first season of it, but like, was it necessary no. to go to the extra game? <laughs> well, uh, the, the, no, I mean, it's all money, that, obviously. They're going to make off of it. They're going to tell the NFL that, yes, it was definitely yeah. worth them going the extra <laughs> week. Uh, the players in the injury lists that will accumulate might tell a different story, but. As far as myself being an NFL fan and person who likes to, you know, extra play fantasy game. and throw a few bucks on, I don't mind the extra game and week of entertainment either. Or, oh, are they yeah. Transition to an 18 game season after a little bit. Once the NFL can get a w- oddball number, yeah, I agree. It'll go to 18. Yeah, it'll be in the next agreement probably, or yeah. maybe even before. Once they yeah, can it, get rid of, um, Training camp, basically, like exhibition games. Well, they'll, they'll only have two, but that that's not an even swap because no nobody plays in those exhibition games. No, training, training, train, uh, training camp is pretty much just become conditioning for the actual yep. roster, and then it's like a tryout for the five spots, fifty-three to fifty spot. spot. Yeah, yeah. So it is like adding two more games, which lays bare their bullshit about player safety being the number one concern. Well, if that was the case, uh-huh. yeah, adding you wouldn't have games on Thursday and you wouldn't be having uh, two more games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were yep. serious there. Let's just call a spade a spade here. Like, uh, number one concern is making their money. Like, oh, yeah. That <laughs> is number one. Like, well, all the money, that, they, all the money that they've lost over the last couple of years with uh, social yeah. justice and all that, they've got to make it back mm-hmm. somehow. NFL is totally sure, yeah. Teflon to absolutely everything. I'm pretty much convinced of it at this point. They may take a, they may take a slight dip in the ratings here or there, but yeah, you look, you go back five years ago, it was all these guys that were getting in trouble for spousal abuse, and they were just able to slate that under the carpet, no problem. And then, you know, yeah, but standing up the scandal, and they just they just keep moving forward. It's just the tra- it's just that little it's just that train will just keep going, you know. The MAGA crew is over uh, over their beef with the NFL. I bet now too. I bet all those people are back watching. I would love <laughs> to see the numbers of people that actually tuned out during those years. 
I'd I'd love to see it just to see yeah. exactly, exactly what those numbers were. Exactly zero people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Donald Trump. You, you know what he says? They took hits. The NFL's ratings are in the tank. <laughs> Do you guys hear about the rando who had uh, an eight uh, eight way parlay bet where he picked or the person picked certain you know certain people to get a touchdown in in eight games? And, and he, he went had, eight it was, for eight. It was a, a set. He went seven for eight. Oh my goodness! After Sunday, seventy-five dollar bet would uh, win almost twenty-five grand. Holy so it goes God. down to Monday night, and he has Stefan Diggs, oh! which is which is pretty That's decent a... bet. Oh, but yeah. I tell you what, he ended up getting it. So the guy won a twenty-five thousand dollar bet slip in an eight uh, eight way parlay. Didn't but, Diggs score in the third or fourth quarter? I have no clue, but I tell you what, I would have hedged the shit. I was going to say, wait, he didn't hedge it at all. No, I, I, I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't hear. He <laughs> would have had to. Hundred percent. Yeah, you hedge that. Yeah, at least to make you know change it from like a. It depends who you are. Like a five thousand dollar hedge or eight thousand dollar. Like if it's me, yes, I'm hedging that because yeah, that's changing my life you know Maybe in a pretty big way yeah. but yeah if i've got a seven-figure bank account well that's fun Nobody's but then i'm probably too. not making yeah a, but you're if you've got a seven i'm not making a 20 dollar exactly you're not making 20 dollar bet on an eighth game parlay either so i think it depends on who you are as in if you're an idiot or if you're not but okay so let's say someone was 75 dollar bet was such a like the odds on that are astronomical. Yeah, that's probably well, not a great how, bet to begin with. No, all no. of no, so how, oh, no. how much would be in their bankroll where they would do a seventy-five dollar bet uh, with that sort of odds? <laughs> Seventy-six dollars and need some okay. cash. <laughs> but but here's the other thing. So my let, let's say that was me. Let's say I was stupid. I put seventy-five bucks. <laughs> Daddy doesn't want to work this year. <laughs> have this, this outlandish bet. So come Sunday night, I have seven out of eight. How tough would it be to get ten thousand dollars into an online gaming account to hedge that bet? It's uh, a good question. I've never tried to remotely put that much on. No, I know, but, I know, but like that, it wouldn't be like, that hard. Okay, I was wondering if it'd be tough to get big. Oh, money. you mean logistically? Yeah, logistically. To, oh, okay. To run it through the credit card with no holds have the money released and place that bet in less than like yeah. uh, 24 hours before the Monday game starts. On you, se- that's tough though, it, because a $75 bet is low. Brow. I know, but, no, but you need a $10,000 no, deposit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm just thinking a person that's making a $75 bet. That's yeah. like a, that's like a us kind of a bet. Yeah. I think it's even but, people with, I think it's people with like, Closer to like easily six figure incomes that like yeah, that, around. I, I, it's yeah, not I a sh- it's not anybody that's sharp. That's I've never sure. made a seventy five dollar <laughs> parlay bet in my life. Like I've yeah, I made five dollar like, ten dollar yeah, like five dollar exactly. ten dollar parlays. That's a, a seventy five normal yeah. dollar amount. An eight game parlay is punting your money. I have I have a yes. problem making any bets like placing any dollar figure on a bet where. I have to work more than an hour of my life to place that bet. So 
when I look oh, at my yeah, hourly no. wage and I just then it's got to, you know, when that's kind of my, my, my max. When gambling never related to what you make in your job, <laughs> otherwise it just pops with your mind. <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, well, back when I did. Speaking from past good. experience. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Uh, just a quick note on some WNBA. I know you guys love basketball, but uh, the Chicago Sky won their first championship. I actually watched the whole game. It was great, too. And Horrible. Hey, biggest Horrible surprise about this, boys? Oh, you just blew it. I was going to say, biggest surprise, Damon did not like the officiating against <laughs> no, one you, of his teams. No, no, hold on just a second. <laughs> Wait just a minute. I love Candace Parker. You kiss my my ass. <laughs> no, like it was it was really badly officiated though the and it, on both sides of the ball. It wasn't just against Phoenix. It like they there was some really weird calls and some non-calls, but it was an entertaining game and I felt like in the fourth quarter Phoenix is up by like I think at 1.14 points and it looked like a game 5 was going to be happening and then all of a sudden they just failed to score another point and Chicago bowled back. That crowd was awesome. Like it was an impressive crowd and they ended up winning for their first championship. So congratulations to the Chicago sky and Candace Parker, who ended up coming home to Chicago to win that first chip. Very LeBron like she's awesome. So, actually. So Damon, uh, once my kids hockey games get going, yeah. when the refs make horseshit calls and, you complain uh, about course, it. Of course they will. I'm yes. not going to complain about it. I'm just going to think of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, these ref, refs are dog shit. <laughs> they are dog shit. Every ref ever. Especially in the the finals last year. In both NBA and <laughs> NHL. What a horrible ending to my that sports season. Effect. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just And then, like, yeah. the Chicago Sky made Phoenix the mom and dad of losing city. Yeah. Like, just brutal. Oh, just what you needed, hey? Uh, just a kick in the knickers. Uh, NHL, big first week of the season. Um, <laughs> my Habs are 0 and 4. I was going to jump right wow. into that. I'm not su- Maybe I'm surprised. No, I'm surprised. The They've four, scored three goals in four games. Three they're just not that good. Oh, my God. No Carey Price. No Shea Weber. Um, their defense looks great for... 1987. I tell you what, if they had Carey Price, they'd still be 0 and 4. Carey Price can't me. score goals, so no, we can't. Only... No, we can't. That doesn't work. They they look terrible, terrible. Yeah. And eesh, Dominic Ducharme, who just signed that nice three year deal, <laughs> buddy. Woo, need your reaction. <laughs> a little bit. I yeah. said it. I told you. After they beat Toronto, I still think Dom Ducharme shouldn't be the coach of this team moving forward. You guys laughed at me, and then they made the finals, and you're like, what do you think? And I'm like, ah, I'm still like, Neh. Like, Carey Price, holy, does he hide so much. Whew. But Do we have to talk about removing Bergeron? Uh, uh, interesting enough that you bring that up. Apparently, this is going to be his last year. Are you just being a dickhead? He's yeah. 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 There it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's he hasn't signed an extension. It doesn't look like there oh, is really? going to no, it doesn't look like there's going uh-huh. to be one. 
Like this will be his from everything that I've heard, whether it's through Twitter or just Montreal media kind of thing, it sounds like he, this will be his last season. So my question is, if that's the case, why aren't you getting rid of him now? Maybe they're coming up with some kind of plan for the replacement. It was kind of wait to see what how this year goes because you don't want to get like there's no point getting rid of mid year. No, but like, how how often yeah. do you hear a GM going into the final year of their contract and being allowed to make moves? Like if if it doesn't work out, you've just screwed your team over big time. Just with moves well, that I, I, he's a lame duck he's, GM. He's not. He's not trying to. No, he's not. Make, somewhere make else. Decisions to preserve his job. No. He's trying. He's trying. He's in win now mode. Right. And moves he's making, and and that team in the off season should have been in win now mode. Yeah. So I, I, I think Reese. Yeah, like nice signing or not, it has no effect on what he does. It's not. It's in, not a bad. It's not a bad position to put your put your organization in. I look agree. back to look back to the Blue Jays when they went on the well, World Series runs there a few years back. That was Pat Gillick being on the end of his rope and then being sent yep. out of town with management, and they allowed the management and the and the ownership to you know push all the chips in at that point. So, but I, I would know. I think it's a different a situation because yeah. the difference between the Blue Jays and and the Habs are the Habs they're they're not a cheap team, and neither are the Jays, but they have been. You know, like just money wise, as far as like being able to spend like Montreal doesn't have that worry or that issue. So for them, I think allowing Bergevin to continue to make moves that are going to affect the outcome of this team. Like you have an outgoing GM. You just signed the coach to a three year deal. If Bergevin doesn't come back next year, new GM comes in. Where does that leave Dominic Ducharme? Well, shorten his contract by one year. Yeah, but yeah. now you still have two years if you want. If you, he's not the coach that you're looking and at, you know what? Well, no, you well, no, what ends up happening <laughs> is in that situation, new general manager comes in, he got Ducharme one year. If he doesn't like Ducharme after year one, yeah. they just cut ties with him, they pay him his salary for one year, and they find a new coach at that point. If, if guess, not, but... new, new GM might even just count him with two years left. This yeah. is Montreal teams we're talking about one of the richest teams in the world. i think yeah. i just think that, yeah the typical yeah. trend i think is that they yeah. give that coach the yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. try to save they try but to save, it, make it work if first the GM but feels strongly about a certain coach Ducharme's they'll not, bring him in but, too that's steve yeah. eisman's done that like if you're yeah. yeah if you have a guy that you really is your guy or whatever patrick Waugh. out of the realm but patrick wah oh here we go again with the patrick wah talk <laughs> <laughs> i like you don't like him I, eh? I, I have no problem with Patrick Law. I'm just saying Patrick Law in Montreal will be the worst nightmare disaster. I as don't an think outsider, so. as, a, as someone who loves laughing at that all things Montreal, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely fully uh, endorse him going there. <laughs> but it would be three ring it, circus for sure. It, yeah. uh, circus, 100%. yes, I agree. I agree 100. percent But I also think if you're going to hire a GM to come in and wade through all of that crap, Law might be the perfect guy to do it. I'm just, I'm just saying, he's a, but he's a smart hockey guy. Doesn't like, he not believe in analytics or am I making that? No, I, I, heard that. I don't think that's it. I think he doesn't place analytics as high on the list as like a guy like Kyle Dubas does. Right. Kyle Dubas also doesn't believe in watching his cap number either. 
as he as he bungled that mess up in Toronto with them having to bring in a university of was it university of Toronto goalie? It might have been, yeah. Lots of people but shit on that. <laughs> that that was a one night thing until they could call up an AHL goalie, was it not? No, it was cap. It was because of cap issues. They couldn't call up the AHL goalie because they're strapped. They didn't have the room. Yeah. So with that's nothing to comment to NHL either, though. It's just rare to see it this early in the season. That's never happened like, before. What in, in the cap like, are cap are caps too? Calgary Flames have played games with like three men short on their on their bench Actually, before yeah, because of cap issues. Too, it's like yeah. it's not like it's if if Toronto really wanted to, they could have like sat one of their players and or, or done something creative there and got around it. I'm sure. I don't know. I read something and granted it's from toronto media so who knows how that goes they they are very high on austin massey uh having an ear piercing for some reason that was news in the toronto media but there was something it had it was like almost an embarrassment for the nhl that this is this is the words that were used that toronto bungled their cap situation where they had to bring in somebody on the like the the most emergency basis. Like I've heard of them having to use emergency goalies before because somebody got like two goalies got hurt in a game, right? Like what was it? Not last year, the year before the, uh, the Zamboni driver guy, David Aries. Yeah. Like, but that was two of their goalies were injured and that's where they came up with the rule of have you can have three goalies now dress for your club just in case of stuff like that. But this was different. This had something to do with like actual cap numbers where they, they didn't like some, I don't know, they weren't paying attention and they were too close to the cap that they couldn't sign somebody or they couldn't bring somebody up in their organization, which is, that's a lot different than we don't have to, we, we don't have enough time to bring up a guy, but they have the Marlies in Toronto. So that should never, ever be the case. That's right. Unless if they're on the road. Exactly. The only team who has a legit excuse for bungling up their cap situation is Tampa. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Really, like, Speaking of that, ugh. they've, they've, they won it two years in a row and they're going to, they're in cap hell for the foreseeable future. It's working for them. And as a lightning fan, what a great problem to have. You're in cap hell winning cups. But the problem is in that's, the playoffs, that's not going to work out this year. Wait and see. Why not? It can't because there's a cap in the playoffs now. There is not. Yes, there is. This is year, the first year. Rule? Yes, first they, they implemented that. it last year because of the Tampa Bay situation. I don't know what that is. Cap will I be effective in the playoffs. Do it. I, absolutely. That's Carter. I'm, I'm going to – I remember reading about that at the end of last season, and Carter Reed Stewart threw that down in our group chat today. Mike, you saw that, eh? Yeah. New rule, they can't go out and stack the roster even more now unless it's under the salary cap. Playoffs now have a salary cap. That's, where was it, Where was that, that cited from? I don't know. He didn't cite it at all. But <laughs> oh, then he couldn't. Yeah. But, but hold on. I, I fully realize what I'm saying here. <laughs> but I remember hearing that at the end of last season, too, that that is what was happening. There will be a salary cap now in the playoffs. You can't be, you can't be over the cap going into the playoffs. Like the way Tampa Bay did last year. You got that up? Fact checker, Brad. Yeah, you're full of crap. 
Yeah, no, I I'm not. Heard, honestly, I haven't heard one word about yeah. that changing. Yeah. Makes for a riveting podcast, of course, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't That's... see anything that would say salaries count in the playoffs against the Cavs. Probably really get in trouble if we put the Jeopardy music overlaid on the <laughs> yeah. <Never> do it. <laughs> That's funny. We'll find that and we'll 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 have to look if at that, that was afterwards. the case, then the Kucherov thing wouldn't have been a story yesterday. Oh, I think. Why would everyone it be a immediately? Story? Well, everyone immediately started making a big deal. Like, here's Tampa Bay is going to go circumvent the cap again for the playoffs with Kucherov going to have surgery. Right. So, if there was a cap in the playoffs, then that would be an odd story because they couldn't do that. Well, no, they could yeah. still do it, but come playoff they, time. They, yeah, the, the biggest, and we talked about this in our chat there, but the biggest issue last year was Kucherov missed the entire regular season and all of a sudden is healthy for the playoffs. They didn't yeah. break any rules. They operated yeah. with how the rules for the salary cap was set up. Yeah. This year's a little different in that they started day one underneath the ceiling for yes. the salary cap. Yes. So – if Kucherov gets hurt and which there's, there's no like taking a magic wrench to a knee and hurting a guy. Cause one, a doctor wouldn't sign off and two insurance companies wouldn't pay the contract. If that's what happened. I would so agree with that. Injuries are legit here. And I'm, I'm, yeah, if, if, a... they, if they replace Kucherov's salary with a $10 million player for the duration of the year, and they have this player and Kucherov for the playoffs. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, no, I'm, 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 all, I'm all for it. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, if those sort of situations fall upon your lap as management and ownership of a professional sports franchise, you're not actually doing your job if you don't take advantage of those loopholes. Yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah. You got to sure. game the system for sure. It's yeah. no different than baseball and you, you got to do everything you can in order to win. And if you have to bend the rules just a little bit, that within the rules, okay, go for it. Go nuts. Um, Charles Barkley, did anybody see him taking shots from uh, Gretzky on ESPN? Yeah, I see that. How funny is it that the NHL, and this is just my take on this, that the NHL has to bring in an NBA personality to, to influence or to uh, push some in like personality into the game of hockey. <laughs> oh, it's just it's just reality. It's just reality of the of the of the situation they're in. Like you could put any in the United States, they could they can put any four people on a panel out of the NHL world, and they have the NHL with Woody Wayne Gretzky on a panel, and people just aren't going to give a damn. Nope, they really so, aren't. So they're going to have to sell, they're selling to the casual fans. So they're going to have to do things like Charles Barkley on NHL broadcast. Uh, I agree. And, you know, keep people captivated. And if it works, it works. It's... I thought it looked great. Um, I thought it was hilarious that he was in net. I, who do you think is more impactful on that panel for ESPN right now? Is it Gretzky or is it, uh, is it, um, what's his face? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but I am. It's the COVID. What's his biz? Biz nasty. Biz nasty. Yeah. Or is he just once in a while? Like, is is he on the panel full time? Like, I think he's full time. 
Who's That's who, my understanding. Who do you think makes a bigger deal on that panel? Is it Gretzky or is it Biz? Oh, it's Biz Assey for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's more entertaining. Biz yeah. not it. It's Gretzky's very monotone. He's it's a social media of the world we live in, and you you can go on to Biz Nasty, and he's his Twitter account is one of the most uh fun followed, if not the most followed NHL personality probably out there. I bet you he's in the top 10, I'm sure. He's got to followers right? easily. And Gretzky's never had an opinion on anything, <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Um, Blake Wheeler, you feed him some whiskey before. He- <laughs> Wayne, Gret- better. Wayne Gretzky wine. Yeah. Have you ever had it? Uh, no, don't. Good. Is it? Yeah, I like oh, it. Oh, see, I disliked it a lot. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know if I have. To each their own, though. Indeed. Bradley's tastes are much different than mine. I have COVID though, so that could that could be affecting yeah. things of Did that you lose nature. Your sense of taste at all? I don't know. I didn't. Not really. I didn't I'm think just gonna so. Put this out there. Wine is the worst of all the alcohols. <laughs> <laughs> I I would agree with that. If you if like I couldn't just drink wine to drink, like alcohol. those people, like like those like the rednecks who go camping with like the pop up on of- the trailers <laughs> with the box of red wine. Like I don't get it. I don't get I, that. No. I agree. But I will say this. Like drinking yeah. some wine with like a steak or like some sort of like meal. Oh, oh it tastes it, no, it's good. It's good. Hey, I fully get the box of wine. <laughs> I, do, I do. If if you open a bottle of wine, you have like like really the first day is like the best day to drink it. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I After get you. Three but... days it's done. Box of wine will last a couple months. <laughs> oh yeah. So you don't worry about it. Cracking a bottle and having to drink it super fast, right? When I was in when I was in Australia, I grinded the box of wine a lot because it was like eleven bucks for a big box of wine. Oh my gosh! And I had limited budget. Yeah, barely. <laughs> and then you can and then you can inflate it once you're done, like the bag, and make a pillow. <laughs> in case you're out the boat. <laughs> Mike's, yeah. sleeping, <laughs> Mike's sleeping in the ditch hints and tips he <laughs> used a cardboard as a blanket as well <laughs> oh, oh, good old days. On, those, on those cold Australian desert nights <laughs> oh my god that's great <laughs> inflate the bag Mike Mike wins the podcast. Uh, Speaking of COVID, Blake Wheeler's on the COVID list for the Jets, so they're down their captain. And he's symptomatic too. Yes, he is, and that's bad. Like I again, I just had the flu and like a head cold. The same thing, yeah. Maybe. My daughter. We figure my daughter gave me mine. Yeah. As far as the Jets go, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm so sick of that top line. Like, so then you, I, I haven't you're watched is, a whole lot of hockey, so I don't want to get G. too deep into this argument. But I have watched enough of the Jets to realize that I just get tired of that top line of really shifley Connors to get all the time in. Yeah, when they're running good, they run good, but it seems like they're every year is less and less and less. Yeah, you hear. Yeah, I don't know. It just. That's scary. I'd like to see him start experimenting with some different, like permanent kind of line combinations out here. Like, 
How do you how do you play Blake Wheeler anything less than first line minutes when he's making eight million a year though? Still the captain of your team, and he's still a pivotal player. I still yeah, yeah. he has to be a top line center, right? Like, well, he's not the center or winger. He's, sorry, or, yeah, like, Shafe, Shafe is your like, center. I don't know, like why Ehlers doesn't get to take a few more minutes on the top line is beyond I, shake, shake things up a bit there. But I don't disagree I don't with that. Especially since Wheeler and Connors aren't great defensively. And Shifley is kind of hit or miss. Like when he when he wants to play defense, he plays it well. He doesn't exactly back check too much. No, he doesn't. No. Controller disconnect a lot of the time. Um I was doing some uh, scoreboard watching tonight. Ooh. Buffalo won again. They are wow. three. three and oh. Yeah. How so, surprising is that? Like uh, Jack Jack Eichel was the problem. Maybe like yeah. So here's the crazy thing: you have a player of his ability that is waiting to have an injury, long term injury looked at, and yeah, he isn't even surgery. happening. They could kind of use him. Yep. You know, a player like that put in the lineup, like. Oh, there's, there's, there's no way Jack Eichel's ever playing a Buffalo Sabres. No, oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. That relationship is very much soured. And the crazy thing is, you know, Calgary, my team, is one of the teams rumored to be in the running for him. And the amount that they want for Eichel, for a guy whose career potentially may be in jeopardy, like he has a very serious injury in his neck. The longer this goes, like it's it's equivalent to four first round picks, is what yeah, they want. That's yeah. ridiculous. The, Which the, is crazy. It's, it's not like a, it, it is. Yeah, it's a little high. The longer this wait, goes to, it's but you look at franchise players like, and I don't know if Eichel's quite lived up to that tag yet. I wouldn't no. give it to him yet. I will say, wow. being in Buffalo, I don't know how if anyone could quite live up to that. Whatever yeah. billion they come into there with, but yeah. I've—it's not a common for a franchise type player to have that type of price tag in the trade in the trade world, right? You right. Like four first round equivalent type. Nobody players what pieces, but it is steep for sure. Yeah, he trade for him. He gets a surgery, and he's never the same. Yeah, that's the caveat. That's a risk. Most of the time, these are healthy players. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about here. NH- oh, yeah, NHL teams are yes. not going to make that trade right now. And I think the yeah. longer this yeah. this goes, it's it's bad for the Sabres. Well, I don't know if I can agree with that because what is there? Six different teams that are all rumored to want him? Yeah. And, are all, six, and yeah. they're all willing to allow him to go through the, the – my understanding is the, the surgery he, want, he wants to have must be a pretty successful surgery like that. The doctor's pretty confident that full recovery is going to be the diagnosis coming out of this because right. – Six teams that are willing to pay close to that price have to be pretty confident in what they're hearing coming out of the back end of that to be but able to offer even close to that four first round type picks or pieces up for them, right? Are any of those teams going to to make that trade before their doctors get a hold of Jack Eichel? Because to me, that that would be as a GM, that would be my condition. Like I'm not making a trade until my doctor gets a chance to sit down with Jack and we get to see what the problem is. Because well, the, the risk there is just way too much. I, I think his medical records are open for viewing. Right. right. Yeah. But if I were a team, like let's say my team, very early in the year, 
they're a team that might be projected to be a bubble playoff team. If you trade for Eichel right now, mm-hmm. the amount you are giving up, you are basically saying, "That's it." Thanks for coming out this year. Yeah, we are giving up this year already. Yeah. So maybe more, there's a deal. Of the- he has the surgery, and once he's eligible to return or at the trade deadline, then the trade is executed. Yeah, I know it's a tough sell with you know in the world of sp- the sports world today, but. More teams should take that approach. Like, just be upfront with the fact that we're not going to be good. Like in baseball, they get away with it. Well, the you thing, know? the big difference but between hockey, hockey and baseball like, is the the fans, right, and the media. They're so, and especially north of the border, like well, a team like Montreal. If if you if I'm the GM of the Habs and I go to my media and say we're going to make a trade for Jack Eichel, these are the players we're giving up. These are the draft picks we're giving up. This is Montreal our year. Can do it. Yes, so, no, oh, see, but I don't think so. I think Montreal's oh, yeah. GM is getting absolutely crucified. Yeah, but they're still selling out their building every night of the week after making that trade. Also, not this year. If they, if they sell, if they trade for Jack Eichel, there's no way that all of a sudden that building starts emptying out. No, right. no, you're right. Here's another thing. So, if it's equivalent to four first round picks, this year's first first round pick is in play. Yeah. Yeah, potentially next year as well. So this year, the biggest, the big prospect is what this Shane Wright kid. Yeah, yeah, already projected to go number one overall. Next year, it's even bigger with Connor Bedard. Yeah. So if you're throwing the towel in for this year already, yeah, knowing you're going to potentially be a crap team, you're giving away multiple pieces here. Like, I guess it's got to be lottery protected. Yeah, you would think. Because there's no way a team would want to do that and give up Connor Bedard. Know, like a number one overall pick with either Shane Wright or Connor Bedard and three other pieces. Yep. Way too much. So, I, I agree. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I don't gonna... think you can do the full, like, like I was saying, the whole we're looking towards next year with an equal trade. I don't no, you, think that dynamic quite works out. No, you can't. You can't have an agreement. No, because you can't make that trade with all those draft picks being involved. And that makes that doesn't add into that rebuilding idea that we're talking about. But I do I do like the idea of teams just being up front and going for the full like too hard deal. You know, use yeah, the Bay Ray kind of uh, mentality where we're going to be a five year circle where every fi- five years we're going to go for a championship, but on the bottom end of that, we're going to really suck for a couple of years. Every I, five I years. don't disagree with that. I think that's a great idea to be honest with your fan base. Cause I in think- Mon- like just from a Montreal standpoint, w- like as a fan, we have been told all sorts of crap and we should have had a rebuild four years ago. And we got like a soft, like this is, we're not calling it a rebuild, but should have been. Teams that go to the cup final don't get rebuilds immediately. Nope. So so your team, would you be happy if they traded away the equivalent of four first round picks to get Jack Eichel who might not play for no, this year? Not at all. Exactly. I don't want any part of that trade. Exactly. No, he and Jack Eichel needs unless if your team is in a rebuild mode already right now. Yes. But even if you're in rebuild mode right now, you're garbage. It, but you are garbage. But if you give away the equivalent of four first round picks, you're setting your rebuild back that much further. Yes, 
I agree with you. You're giving up what you've worked so hard to accumulate to grow with. Mm -hmm. A team that is in a good position, I'm trying to think right now, who would be Minnesota. There's a team that's suited to take on Jack Eichel. Yeah. They have they're they're in a we're close to being a serious, you know, team, like put us in the talk of being contenders, maybe one piece away. But if it doesn't come till next year, that's okay. And we can afford to deal off what that we need to deal off to get them. So that's the type of team I think you're looking for. You're looking for that team on the verge of like getting themselves into the elite talk. I think I that's agree. the type of now, are for the, Jack that's, Eichel. that's a team that they're in the conversation competing. And now they're giving up big pieces for a player that won't play for them this year. Yeah, yeah it, it, it has to be smart. Like you can't, like they can't go give and wake, like thrill the thrill or anything like that. They can't be, <laughs> you know, you know, like they have. It has to be the right, the right pieces for sure. But they can yeah. afford the draft picks. Like they're not necessarily like attached to. We have to draft yeah. well high yeah. this next couple of years, right? But they've yeah, got a it, deeper cupboard, right? But as far as prospects go, so it's, that's it's the type a team, of team that's I'm okay at. with giving up their next two first round picks and recent first round picks who are playing in the minors right now. Yeah. Basically a trade that doesn't affect your NHL roster much. Yep. That's, that's the ideal situation for a team that's cont- contending. And that's why yeah. I, Minnesota might, I don't quite know Minnesota's depth that well. I don't either. Yeah. But they might be one of the a team that could fall into that, definitely fall into that category, right? Is so. is there even six teams in the NHL that would fall into that category? Because if we're if we're going by rumors, there's not a lot. Not no, a lot. I like I struggle to see many teams that would be able to take on a trade like that. That would and be a nice affect, fit for them. Yeah, that like it just seems too. It's Vegas. way too much. Yeah, Vegas would be. Vegas yeah, is but, already they're already elite, but they're definitely in a position where they could take on Eichel. Yeah, for just they, going through the teams that like do they have the like pieces to be fits. able to do it though? That's the thing, because it, like they don't have their their draft cupboard isn't like their their prospect pool is not full like at all. They've been in the league for what four years now, and they've been a dominant team for four years. So like they're drafting high twenties. And maybe, and may, who knows? Maybe, maybe a high twenty draft pick. Buffalo's like be, okay. Islanders would be another very interesting team I'm looking at here. I would think so, but do they need a Jack Eichel? I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, apparently, like the ask from like Calgary was like Sean Monahan this year's first, Connor Zeri, who was drafted in the first round two years ago and uh uc valimaki who was a first round pick from four years ago so that's your equivalent of four first round yeah picks. so now would you hate that claims that if eichel were good to go now no i wouldn't hate that if, if you had to wait till if, next year even yeah wait till next year they're throwing this the towel in for for this year how much would they lose? What, like, what would they lose? Monaghan would be. I don't think Monaghan's a big loss. No, that's what they say. He's probably a third pairing defenseman. He hasn't really progressed the way they want, but he's still super young. Yeah. Connor Zeri's probably the 
guy you miss most that potentially might turn into something like Sean Monahan's a good player and all, but he, he ended the season. He we know where he is. Time. Yeah. We know what his ceiling so is. So Calgary yeah. could probably, if, if you're putting Eichel on long time, um, on IR, you could probably fix those problems if you really, because you'd open up the cap. Yeah. So you could probably find the That's free true. agent out there to plug in or what, you know, kind of fill Monaghan some sort of, you know, secondary trade or something. Stop gap trade. You have to, yeah. to use, use up the cap room there. Yeah. But uh, I was looking for LA's. Uh, oh yeah. Rumored ask. And Quinton Byfield, who was picked second. Second. Overall, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd get scared right there. And the next year's first. That's and that's second round pick. No, that's and too there much. Was, there was one other piece as well. Byfield and that first round pick is way too much to ask. Yes. Just those and two I pieces. I don't alone. know if I'd be willing yeah. to give a Byfield alone right now. Just yeah. Not that's not a knock on anything Jack Eichel. Jake Byfield could be five years down the road, Byfield could be one of the five best players in the NHL. It's, but that and it's the fact that Eichel has a major injury right now that is yeah, un- absolutely like way too much risk to be going giving up Quinton Byfield, like and a potential right. shot at Bedard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, LA will be in the yeah. in the mix for Bedard. Yeah, but uh, no matter Bedard, how much we debate this next year, yeah, yeah, but still, LA's um, LA's not any closer to no, I, yeah, no, I know, yeah. But the thing is, no matter what we talk or who we talk. They'll get it from someone, I'm pretty sure. They'll get close to that four mm-hmm. first-round pieces from somebody, I would imagine. They will once he's healthy. I think yeah. there's too much risk right now. Eventually, yeah. But is uh, his, isn't his his surgery... He hasn't had based, it yet. He's, no, I know, but isn't his surgery based on him going to another city? He needs to get traded for the yeah. surgery to happen. And right that's, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like You're, you're not recovering until yeah. afterwards. Buff, if, Buffalo, if I'm a team... Buffalo won't let him have it, so... That's, he's basically in limbo till he gets traded, or his that's insanity to me. It's just insane to me. Um, I guess wrapping up NHL talk. Uh, I read about this today, and this is kind of sad. Uh, I'm I'm guessing all of us are in agreement with this. Their thoughts are with uh, Mike Bossy, who has yes. been diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, no. So he's hoping the, in my opinion, greatest goal scorer of all time. Uh, recovers. I think you've, you you missed one topic on your list there. Oh, what's that, Mr. Vander Kane? Oh yeah, I, I did. He was at the top say, of the list. Let's let yeah. Mikey dive into this one as well. <laughs> yeah, Mike, go, go for it, Mike. I just, I just think it's perfect because <laughs> perfect. You, it's just perfect because if you said okay, you get one gift. Every NHL player who's the most likely to have a fraudulent COVID vaccine verification form. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So you got about Archibald D'Angelo or Vatican. Yeah. He started his career by walking out on bills at the keg in Winnipeg. Now it's all culminated in this. This is a guy who in Vegas had stacks of money up at his phone talking to Evander Holyfield, I think, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> it was, it was uh, Mayweather. Mayweather. Because he money, thought he was, money, he was trying to be yeah. a little Mayweather. He, trying to be on the money team, right? And he probably had 
250 grand in his hand and up at his ear and everything. And this is a guy who has pissed all his money away after making, he's probably made upwards of what, 50 million in his career so far. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Probably a fair 40, guess. Yeah. Something like that. And he's already claimed bankruptcy. And <laughs> not because like that his- Jack, Johnson situation. Yeah, Jack where Johnson. his parents, Lots where his parents screwed us. He got screwed. Yeah, he did. And I mean, if you can't trust your parents, who can you trust? Right. Like, tough, tough one for him. That's a different scenario. But this is uh, him just pissing away, making, making forty million dollars and buying eighty million dollars worth of shit that he doesn't need. <laughs> yeah, Plain and simple. He's a complete idiot. Can you yeah. find a more just like a more absurd situation where a player just wants to get kicked out of the league. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I even. He's 56 million. 56 they broke million. it down. They broke it down this year. You can't even think because he got suspended. The San Jose can't even hold him in beef his contract at this point right. because, because they've deemed that this is your penalty for it. So they took all the, they took the power out of San Jose's hands, actually released him from his contract by suspending yeah. Which is crazy to me. Why wouldn't the league just allow him or allow San Jose to be like, okay, this is this is completely against all player and NHL regulations. You're now, cutting your ass. Now, I was listening to whatever they call their um, – TSN calls their first intermission chat there. Right. Um, well, listen, order. No, no, like <laughs> I miss Kim Wallace. I do not. Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, him and Nighty Ross, and that was when we had the best group, was right at the beginning. But uh, I was listening, and now there may be a caveat to this. Sounds they can trade him. Nobody's and, trading for Evander King. No, but San Jose could trade him to a team, and then that team could maybe release him from the con- from the from that contract. He yeah, but is it by no trade? And uh, he has a modified no trade. Three teams he can be traded. To. The only way this trade happens is if the team that is trading for him hates him so much that they're willing to cut his ass out of the league. There might be a few teams out there. That's Winnipeg on it, but that's, Winnipeg on his list. The teams he'd come no, back. I would to. say that would they be might, a no trade. Might be willing to do okay, that. so Tampa, <clears throat> Toronto. Who else is in cap hell? Vegas. Ta- Tampa, Toronto, Vegas. There's my three teams. Oh, Tampa Bay would love Good him. Luck. They could just uh, put him on some sort of like injured reserve, like <laughs> have make extra but, room for the cap when it comes and, playoff time. Yeah, then Perfect. you need to find an insurance company willing to go. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I, I don't see a team trading for Evander Kane. No, not even to just cut his ass. No. Like, you, you have to give an asset up. It doesn't matter how shitty that asset is. There's not a shitty enough asset in the league to trade for Evander Kane. Like, there just isn't. I used to think oh, that Lucci was the most would... untradeable player until Evander Kane. <laughs> San Jose would, San Jose I wouldn't would trade Sandy Evander Kane. And like a fifth round pick to the Winnipeg Jets for one dollar. They wouldn't want him. And then Winnipeg and then Winnipeg could cut his ass and, and they, he'd have no plan and he'd be done with the league. Yeah. Okay. I'm just Maybe think, if it's gone if they, that if, way. If they really wanted to get by the league, I'm just trying to think of any little caveats in the way they could I wonder if he it, could but... fight that though, because then there's that's collusion to get him out of the league, right? 
I think it would be Evander Kane and two first round picks <laughs> for, for, for a bag of pucks. And that team would then buy them out. That's the only way it would work. Yeah. Like if we want to help you, you got to help us. Yeah. yeah it, it would be way more than a first round pick for a team to accept buying out Kane. Cause he has this is, his money is expensive. Yeah. Three years left at seven. That buyout would be massive. Yeah, it would be. So that, that, that would be huge. You're right. Picks. Yeah. San Jose wouldn't do it. And I'm sure the guys on San Jose don't even want him back. Oh no, God, no. Yeah. Could you imagine like you're, you're that big of a bonehead that you're going to put your teammates in a position where they have to look at you and go like, really, this is what you did. Like for them to welcome him back into that locker room. It's just impossible. Number of years ago, I think LA got out of Mike Richards contract. Something happened where, the contract was, you know, mutually mutually agreed to be terminated. There was no cap penalties or anything. Didn't it have something to do with him being a bit of a, a bit he of got, a part, a bit, bit of a party guy? I think he got caught with cocaine at the. Uh, at the <laughs> cocaine. cocaine. I was just gonna oh, okay. say it was okay. uh, it was a. <laughs> Maybe something like this happens with San Jose, and they're able to wash their hands of this contract due to you know, player behavior. I don't know. I wonder yeah. if Evander reckons he's got a lot of earning potential after his NHL. <laughs> What's the plan here, Evander? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even cocaine. It was Oxycontin. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know I, I know one way that he could probably make more, make just as much money in one night as he did his whole entire career in the NHL. <laughs> if he signed up with... Uh, the problem... With, what's the, Signed up with the brothers there uh, and got himself on the next thriller YouTube. card. No, oh, got I into celebrity like, boxing. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah celebrity got with the Paul brothers. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. people who pay a lot of good money to see Evander Kane get punched in the face by the right person. Yeah. 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 He was. He's got earning potential then. Either that or uh, start knocking off liquor stores. <laughs> 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 I don't see any other things for him. Oh yeah. my god! Oh my goodness! <laughs> so All right, let's get into some some, some stump the chump. Oh, that's funny. That's funny stuff. I did not do well in the preview of the questions that I got today. Oh, I think they're fairly difficult today. Oh oh oh! Thank goodness. Oh, there's chaos and cordon. There's sirens, but we'll oh. persevere. We'll persevere. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, don't put your head outside the window. Uh, yeah, just keep down, brother. Brother. Uh, all right, so I'll go first. Uh, Damon is champ. He gets decided. Yeah, I'll go. Goes. I'll go first. Okay, and and Kevin, would you like Group A or Group B for the questions? Give me B. B. Okay. B. Yeah. So you're B, and Damon is Group A, and he's going first. Okay, here we go. Okay. Start that music, white boy. <laughs> Much to my chagrin, uh, if you try to watch any kind of U.S. media this week, it's all about how Colin Powell's died and how he's the greatest guy ever. Correct. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Look up the Iraq War and a few other <laughs> things on that <laughs> note. But anyway, um, he was the first African-American Secretary of Defense, blah, blah, blah. But when, in what war did he see his first active Oof, I will active duty, eh? 
It's got to be Vietnam, is it not? Vietnam is correct. Fun <clears throat> by Damon. Let's All go. Right. We'll lighten it up a bit here, and we'll move on to the NFL. Okay. Uh, right now, Derek Henry is just going King. ham. King. Just going, just King. going berserk. He's read. I don't understand. Like what I used <laughs> to think was an elite player. Like he, he confuses me because he's not an elite cutter. He doesn't stop at a time. He's but just he a just beast. Runs into the defense and wears. They wear down before he does. Yeah, he wins. So anyway, he's on pace for 483 carries this season, yeah. which is absurd. Uh, yeah, which is set to obliterate the record. Who holds the current record? It's multiple choice, and I'll get you get the years for each person. Is it Larry Johnson in 2006? Is it um, Walter Payton in 1986? Or is it Eric Dickerson in 1984? <clears throat> we got Larry Johnson 06. We got Emmett Smith. Or sorry, we've got uh, Walter Payton 86. And we got I'm going to say Dickerson. it's Dickerson. Incorrect. Ooh. That's who I guess. Is yeah. it, uh, is it, what's his face? Uh, Larry, Larry John- Johnson in 2006. Yeah. With, that was- he had 416 and Derek's on pace for 483. Caveat <laughs> to that one is that season pretty much ended his career too. Yep. Right. Yeah. He was never the same after that. Yeah. Like, I do think it does have to give at some point for Derek Henry. Like, he is it's a, a little bit. He's, a a fr- he's an absolute freak. What is he like? He's a yeah. freak of nature. Oh, he's definitely a freak, but there is a certain point where you're gonna get oh right absolutely he's on he's he's rushed for like 700 yards in the last five games yeah it's just it's just just silly i'll be fading him in draft games this week but that's (laughs) a different story uh okay question number three call what is in the goal in the score top 100 for uh 2020 what was ranked the top golf course in canada i know this I I can't give you anything. I don't know golf courses in Canada. I'll say I can't even give you a name. Um, wherever the the Canadian Open was played, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Not quite the actual name. I, the I don't even but... know. I can't. Like that's a. I could never give you the name of a golf course. Was it for twenty twenty one or twenty twenty? 2020. Brad, you can guess because I didn't ask Brad this. I had to change the question. For 2020, it should be Cabot Cliffs. It is, yeah. No, I would never have gotten that. Yeah, it's in Nova Scotia. Wasn't it Falcon Lake in in what, Manitoba? No, no. No, no, okay, Score Golf Golf Town put out a thing and Falcon Lake won. Was it? I think it it won like in a value. It wouldn't win best. Okay. Something I saw, but yeah, Cabot Cliffs, they have two courses there and they have two of the top three courses in Canada. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's a course they advertise on TSN all the time. Yeah. My uh my friend lives in Revelstoke and we're gonna go there next summer, but the summer after that, the Cabot crew is building the course there. So save up the dollars and play around there. Shoot a hundred probably. Well, I wouldn't have got number three, but I would have got two or three from Damon. So that means, <laughs> I think you... go. that means I'll go over three here. <laughs> you got a pretty decent group of questions. I think. 
They're still pretty tough too, though. Okay, question number one. What country has the second... This is multiple choice. What country has the second most English speakers in the world? Is it A, China? Is it B, India? Or is it C, the United States? Not the most. The second most. Yeah. China, India, USA. Can you go USA? Incorrect. It actually does have the most followed by India. Oof. It is the most? Yeah. Yeah, Trust you. I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. India was going to be the top. Dirty asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Putting the U.S. in there is tricky. Yeah, that, that's what I guessed. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one is definitely more up, Kevin Jolly. Professional wrestling. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, who did the Macho Man beat to win his first WWF championship? Oh. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Ted DiBiase. That is correct. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> I thought that's of that easy, when, I re- easy. when I read that article about Ted having to send <laughs> back few, the funds that he... A few legal problems in the DiBiase family right now. Yeah. Yikes. Their ministry requisitioned some funds <laughs> that they were supposed to divvy up to the poor and... Uh, did, did not. I don't think they, they did it too accurate. <laughs> <laughs> They're, it's actually not criminal charges. They're just getting saying like you have to pay that money back, or or your shit. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. All right, so probably, 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 it's probably a heel move. Why DB Aussie has recently been back on WWE TV too? Probably yeah, right. pay for some legal fees. Probably look at right. Vince, but uh, like fucking help out his buddy, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good old Vinny. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the win. Okay. Yeah, this is for the win. And this is baseball. Hmm. Is it the win or the tie? This is the win. You, you already got your tie. Win. Yeah. Damon only got one and you just got the watch. Okay. So, what current MLB, sorry, what 2021, not necessarily current, what 21, 2021 MLB playoff team? had the highest average attendance during the regular season. And it's the, uh, it's a national league team. So that would still be cool. Hmm. So which side do you say it was? National league. National league. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Only eight teams, and now it's four teams to guess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's dirty pool. Highest overall attendance. National League. Go San Fran. Incorrect. That'll be the it's Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah. yeah. It's the Dodgers, really. Was... Yeah, by a wide margin. by about Really? Five San yeah. Fran's got a small stadium. But I, I was just thinking the Dodgers always Smallish. like being out in the middle of fuck fuck nowhere in LA right. there, like him being you always hear like the horrible traffic stories and stuff from there. I just thought they'd have a bit of low. No, interesting. <laughs> wow, we be get... because of their lack of COVID measures. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to tell you in respect. Okay. Yeah, but I got a tiebreaker. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Here we go. 
Or, How do we uh, do this? Are we buzzing in? So this is gonna be a closest two, and we'll okay. say, okay. Damon, or we'll say Kevin, you message me your number, and Damon, you message Brad your number. Okay. So here we go. Blake Boss, how many career goals? Brad's got my number. Okay. Kevin goes greasy and turns off the camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so I'll announce Kevin's number first. It's 416. Damon, 609. It's got to be Damon. By it a is wide Damon margin. by a wide margin. And the correct answer is 573. Oh, yeah. Okay, that so would be David. Yeah. Mm. That was a terribly oh. wide margin. No. Yeah, I, I, I thought. Yeah. No, <laughs> it made me sound like I was like 400 off. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just <laughs> a complete <laughs> idiot. <laughs> What'd no, you no. say, though? What, what hey, would you say? Were, were, were we playing? And was it uh, decided we were we playing uh, Price's Right rules here? Because no. if that was the case. No, yeah, I would have had to. What was, what was your guess? 416. Four, yeah. Look over my left shoulder there's a picture of the 500 gold <laughs> yeah. Mike Boss is oh, that's hilarious that's yeah. a little far in the background a little bit wow. for me to see on my little screen yeah. here, but. I realized I didn't yeah. have a tiebreaker and then you said that about Mike, Mike Bossy not doing well so I love it I love oh, that you yeah. use that that's nice working yeah. on the fly nicely done well done, David. I pick up good, a good effort, Kevin. That was a good game. That was a good game. Comes down to the tiebreaker. Oh, nice the job, questions. Kevin. I was nice a bit job. grumpy today with those questions. <laughs> for the most part, getting a little angry. Yeah, a little well, hot, a little hangry. You kind of fucked me over with your stupid trick question. The first <laughs> one you threw my way. Yeah, that was that was a little assholeish. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he sure. made up for it by giving you the NL hint. Yeah, no that's doubt. That's, yeah. that's fair. For, yeah. And then the Macho Man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I would have yeah, gotten yeah. Macho, and I would have gotten Dodgers. Um, what was the what was the third question? Base. No. And the first one was the was the trick question about what country has the second most English speakers. Okay, yeah, I would have. Yeah. You would have got tricked, dude. Don't give me that. I wouldn't have picked you U.S. Would've... I wouldn't have picked U.S. in there though. It would have been either China or India. I can't yeah, say for sure that sure. I would have taken it. China wasn't I, even third, actually, which I was oh, surprised really? by. It was Pakistan, yeah. Okay, I think that it doesn't speak to the U.S. I think where I was coming from, it just speaks to how widely spoken English is. Yes, yeah. And how, huge how, India many, is. how many people yeah. are in China and India? That's where right. I was coming from. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking India is just so massive. that. Yes, yes. That's but, fair. Anyway. Crazy. Um, yeah. That'll do it for this edition of the High and Wide Podcast, boys. Thank you very much for joining us. And I've got uh, a poker we'll... story to tell you, boys. Oh yeah, that's coming <laughs> yeah. up. Just you... Maybe if you play, yeah. if you go to our Patreon page, no, that, that... yeah, yeah, <laughs> not exactly. Pay the five ninety nine, yeah. you get the story. <laughs> there you go. Right. Is is not to be confused with our OnlyFans page? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> The only fans page. I forgot about that. I should I should get up in there. And yeah. Check it out right away. Only fans high and wide. Yeah. Right. Uh Brad, where can we find you on the social media sphere? 
All right, bcarl607 on the Twitter machine and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kev, where can we find you? Uh, Big Kev HW Fantasy on Twitter. And we're going to be starting up fantasy, I think, pretty soon. We'll get uh, Kev to organize that, and then we can jump in and have some fun with that again. And, of course, Mike McCulloch, where can we find you on the uh, Instagrams? Uh, buddy, man, triple two. There you go. And you can find myself, DSO67. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us at High and Wide Pod uh, on both Instagram and on Twitter. We'll see you again right here next week on the High and Wide Podcast. Peace out, boys. All right. Peace out.